right, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Doctor Movie, where the doctor is in his car, and he's talking about movies. That's right. I do the show while I'm driving down the road, and we've got another listener request for you. Sam Edwards asked if I would cover some Joe D'Amato, and of course, I want to talk about some Joe D'Amato. If you don't know who that is, we'll tell you in a second. But the movie we're going to kick us off with is one of those uh, video nasties, right? This thing got banned for a long time. Uh, quite controversial. Even today, there's, you know, what, what this movie is known for is still pretty controversial when you see it. So we are talking about uh, Anthropoth. Anthropophagus. Anthropophagus. It's hard to say. That is hard to watch. Uh, it's also known as Grim Reaper. I think it's got like five different names. Um, this is a this is an interesting flick. It came out in 1980, and it's a horror slash splatter flick, right? So uh, you're in the age of Fulci, right? Setting that kind of standard. And uh, Diamato, being the man that he is, uh, decides he's going to tap into that industry as well and does a mighty nice job of it. So, again, if you don't know who G. Di- uh, Joe Diamato is, uh, this guy has directed and produced more movies than, than there is little girls that's been sniffed by Joe Biden. I mean, it's an incredible resume of movies, especially from the Italian cinema. I mean, when you talk about your Ator movies, and I mean, he, he's got his hands in just about everything. This hardest working director producer in, in Italy, no doubt. Possibly in the world. Uh, he goes by several different names. Joe Diamato is the one that I just, it's the easiest one to say. But uh, he dabbled in porn, soft porn, horror science fiction flicks, exploitation flicks. I mean, he's just, he likes to make movies. I know I'll bring up the name a lot, but he's, he's like, he's like the Italian Roger Corman. That's not a diss. That's just saying how hard of a worker he really is, because Roger Corman, man, he cranked him out. Same deal here, man. And, uh, this one in particular, Sam wanted to cover, and I know exactly why. But let's talk about who we have in this movie, right? Um, we do have... Well, Diamato actually even makes an appearance in this movie himself, but we got George Eastman. George Eastman is the right-hand man of Joe Diamato. He's in just about every movie that he makes. <laughs> He's kind of like uh, Kurt Russell for John Carpenter, right? They, they just have that partnership. George Eastman is a well-known... B movie actor in, in the Italian horror cinema world. Uh, I like George a lot, and uh, he plays our our baddie in this one. And we got Tissa Farrow in this too. She was in Zombie, uh, Fulci Zombie, right? Which is ironic because in this movie, the whole point of this is some people trying to get to an island on a boat, and just about the first line that Tissa has is, did I hear you say a boat? <laughs> Which, if you're a fan of zombie, come on. I mean, the whole thing is about her finding her dad's boat and uh, 
that leads to going back to the island and that's where all the death and carnage is happening. So it's just kind of a nice little, hey, did I hear you say boat? <laughs> and uh, that's about all that I really know that's in this movie. I'm sure there's more, but I'm driving and I can't look everything up. But I will try to find a synopsis for us here and see what it says. Uh, here we go. Here's a, here's a brief synopsis here. Tourists become stranded on an island and are stalked by a gruesome killer that slaughtered the island's former inhabitants. Yeah, that's that's one way to put it, right? Um, this movie starts off with a couple that's on this island. Beautiful island. And they're making their way through the town. Seems like there's some celebration and stuff going on in the town. They go out to a beach. The guy throws on a set of headphones. You kind of get the jaw scenario where the guy and the girl and the girl goes out in the water. The guy stays on the beach. But in, instead of being drunk like he is in Jaws, he throws some headphones on and just going to catch a little raise, him and his dog. And the girl goes out in the water, sees a boat floating out there. She gets close to the boat. Something pulls her underneath. You see the blood coming across the screen underwater. And then dude wakes up on the beach freaking out. And somebody's standing over him with a like a meat cleaver and just plops him right in the head. Which looks pretty dang good. Even by today's standard. Holds up really well. From there, it cuts away to this group of people that are going to plan to go to this island. I'm sure this is a little time later on. Because when they get to the island, there's like nobody there. Everybody's either left or who knows what happened to them. There's nobody on the island, right? So they kind of get this whole island. Everything's run down all to themselves. you got... Uh, a set of couples, a brother and sister, and you got, you know, a husband and wife, and she's pregnant, and they're all making this trip. And then, like I said, they pick up uh, Tissa's character, whose name is Julie, uh, to tag along because she has family that lives on this island. Apparently, you know how that all works, right? You just in passing, hey, I, I wouldn't mind going because I've got family there. So they make the trip. The boat uh, docks, and on the way out, the pregnant lady twists her ankle and decides to stay on the boat. They leave a guy behind to kind of keep an eye on her and take care of the boat while the rest of them go tour the island. While they're touring the, touring the island, they don't find a soul. They find one lady dressed in black walking around, and they start following her, and she leaves a message on the window that says, Go away! <laughs> so, you know, I don't know about you, but if I'm on an island and there's nobody around and it's all run down and it looks pretty rough and somebody leaves me a message that says go away, I'm probably just going to get back in the boat and go, right? Well, anyways, while they're doing all their investigation of this town and checking things out and uh, back on the boat, uh, the lady, the pregnant lady has got her foot down in a bucket of water trying to get the swelling to go down. The water is getting warm. She asked the other guy that's on the boat to refill the water bucket and when he dips it down in the water, he gets pulled into the water. And you don't see really what happens to him. But the lady gets up, stumbles over to where the bucket is, pulls the bucket up out of the water. And dude's head is in it. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we see the, the pregnant lady being drug off. You know, but you never really see by what. So that kind of sets up the rest of this movie of something is going around and... 
wiping out the people in this group and the people who's in the village before. And uh, you got some animosity between some of the people in the group because there's this one girl that happens to really like one of the guys, but he's interested in Julie. He's not interested in the other girl. So you kind of get that kind of play back and forth of what's going on with these groups. But then uh, all that's set aside because there's some serious crap going on here. And, of course, one by one, they start getting knocked off by this creature. Well, before that, before that really happens, though, they're, they're in this old house. And they hear a noise. And they go investigate, of course, like you do. And, of course, it's the typical Italian cat running around or across the piano freaks everybody out then all of a sudden nowhere this woman jumps up that's dressed like Carrie you know from the movie Carrie blood soaked outfit she's got a knife in her hand kind of Suspiria style if you know what I'm talking about and jabs one of the dudes in the back with the knife she's freaking out well it turns out that's uh, one of the relatives of Julie's and she's a blind girl but she's just well, I won't say witnessed a murder, but she's been involved with something where either her family's been killed or something, but she's blind, so she can't really tell, but she knows that something bad happened. And she says that they start questioning her about everything that's going on, and she says she can tell when this person is around because he smells of blood. Which, if I ponder too long on it, I'm like, if she's got that strong of a smeller, wouldn't everybody smell like blood? Because we all have blood in our bodies. I'm just saying. But anyways, I get the point. Uh, this person's dietary plan is probably uh, what stands out, right? And uh, so we got a lot of uh, escorting her around. We got, you know, uh, discord between the people there. Uh like I said earlier, there's the one girl that's jealous of Julie, and she runs away. She actually locks Julie up in, in the cemetery to leave her behind. I don't know if she's thinking something's bad going to happen to her, but she wants that distance between her. And she goes and ends up running into the the lady that was, you know, that gave the warning sign of stay away. And she comforts the girl, gives her a place to rest. And while that's going on, the lady decides to hang herself. And of course, you know, right on time, the rest of our group kind of catches up and they're standing downstairs of this old room and the lady just throws herself over the side and hangs herself right in front of all of them. Pretty gruesome. And uh, they start putting the pieces together and they find a book that this lady has written and some of the pages are burnt. And it turns out that she was covering up whatever's happening on this island. And uh, what's going on is... George Eastman, uh, it, it, you kind of get a flashback of when he was younger. He and his family were shipwrecked. They're out in this little boat, and his son has died, and they're starving to death, and he decides that his son is dead. We need something to eat. Here's what we're going to do. And the mom's like, no way. That's not going to happen. They get a little fuss on this boat. little bitty you know, rescue boat, rescue raft is what it is. Well, he ends up accidentally stabbing his wife. And then, I guess because out of everything that's happened, he ends up eating his wife and son to survive and goes totally insane. And somehow it becomes this curse. And he brings the curse to the island. 
And so he's basically running around, killing everybody and eating them. And this lady is hiding all the bodies to cover up what's going on. There's actually a room that's been shut off, very deep red style, right? They shut all the bodies off in this room and seal it so nobody can find it, even though that would have to smell incredibly bad. Uh, so there's kind of your, your background story. From there on, it's, you know, George Eastman walking around looking like a cross between a Klingon and Clint Howard. <laughs> I'm like, you could have just hired, hired uh, Clint Howard and you wouldn't have to put no makeup or anything on him because that's kind of what it was like. And not to mention, I don't know if it's because part of the curse or what, but, you know, George Eastman's got, like, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, superpower, right? He's extremely strong for some reason. Of course, with that kind of diet, I guess, all that protein, you know, you're going to bulk up a bit. <laughs> but uh, what this movie is known for is a scene that, even when you know how they did it, it is still a bothersome scene. And that's where, like I said, he's kidnapped the... Uh, the pregnant lady, he's got a, got her in his holding area, wherever that is, like a cavern somewhere in a cave. And luckily, the husband's out looking and, and finds uh, finds her and tries to get her out of there. And then uh, George Eastman shows up and pretty much uh, hurts the guy and then ends up forcing the, the pregnant woman down on the ground. Uh, try to say this in the nicest way. Pulls the fetus out and starts eating the fetus. <laughs> That's what this movie is known for. This is what got it banned, and for every right reason, right? So I will say no babies were harmed in the making of this movie, right? My explanation of what I've been told, it was actually a, a body of a, a small rabbit that they used. And, uh, you know, because, I mean, like I said, George just reaches in there, yanks it out, and just takes a big old bite. And uh, it's, uh, it's those kind of things that really uh, make people talk about this movie. Now, with that being said, when I talk about Diamato films, especially in this time frame, which we're going to talk about a few of them, they're not fast-moving movies. They almost have that 70s slow burn kind of feel about them. But when these things hit, just in Italian style, they hit and they hit hard, right? So you may have 30 minutes of not anything going anywhere and you're just trying to scratch your head and figure out what's going on to BAM! Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. And that's really what this movie is like. Uh, but later on, it comes down to uh, Julie and her blinded cousin, nephew, whatever she is, nephew. <laughs> niece and uh, they're trying to hide they climb up in the attic George breaks through the roof uh, falls off the roof and into a well and then but at the same time he ends up killing the blind girl pulling her head up through the ceiling and just taking a big chunk out of her neck uh, again the, the gore scenes in this are what this movie is known for and that's what the Diamato stuff is known for is uh super super gory and uh so at the end of it though uh, julie's outside she walks by the well she accidentally falls into the well george eastman's in the well but we don't know at the time he comes chasing her out of the well gets up to the top 
and then uh, the husband of the the pregnant woman I believe I believe that's who it was there's two guys I believe that's the guy that shows up and hits George Eastman in the chest or in the stomach with a pickaxe which pretty much spills his guts out everywhere and George Eastman grabs his intestines with his own hands and picks it up and starts gnawing on them on his own intestines and then he falls over dead so again that's kind of what these movies are known for um are they great movies no do they have the shock value absolutely so that's why these movies are popular uh, this is a, a pretty well shot movie too i have to give uh, diamato credit on this one it, it's it's a pretty solid flick um it's it's put together really well but yeah Nobody cares because that's not what these movies are about. They're about grossing you out. And uh, this is a one-of-a-kind flick. So uh, let's give this one a rating. I, it's just a good solid three for me. I don't know that many Diamato movies are going to get really high with me. Because they are what they are. They're made for a specific reason. And that's what this one is. So, uh, But like I said, it's a well-made movie. But it's just not one I'm going to revisit a lot. But if you're a horror fan, if you're a splatter fan, you have to know about this movie. You have to see it. If you're into the whole video nasties thing, you got to check this movie out. So there you go. I give it a three. But if you're a gore fan, it's probably more of a four, maybe even a five for you guys that just really, really like that kind of stuff. And again, the movie's not just completely full of it, but where it is... It knocks it out of the park. So there you go, Sam. Hope you enjoyed that one, man. Uh, I know we're going to follow it up with Absurd, which is basically the, the little brother or the uh, the second attachment to this movie. And that one will be coming up right after this one, folks. So uh, till then, we will check you later.